we're doing Beatles today. We're doing the... We're trying to do a low impact. We both know this album. We're going to do the quintessential. I don't know this album. You don't? You've heard like probably everything. On. I don't know. I only ever listened to Anthology Part 2. Oh, really? You never... Did you ever like... You never like went methodically through the Beatles? No. Okay. Interesting. Okay. I listened to my parents... A little background for everyone, which is that my parents have all the Beatles albums, but I somehow stumbled upon Anthology 2 Part 2, which has Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds on it when I was like eight, and it has Penny Lane on it, and I never listened never to any other album like <laughs> with the Beatles. Never any full album. I was like, this is the album for me. It's got what I want. Damn. It had like The Fool on the Hill, you know. Dude, we should do like a whole mega Beatles blast then, if that's the case. Why? Because it's good. It's good stuff. I feel like I know the hits, though, from part two. (laughs) I can't remember what's on part two, so I can't vouch for that. But yes. I just told you, Penny Lane. (laughs) Bull on the Hill. You know, the classics. (laughs) Strawberry Fields Forever was on it, I think. That's a big one. I feel like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. They had like a run of like psychedelic songs that were kind of popular, but like kind of shitty, though. I would say I don't know any of the ones that are like. Dear Prudence style. Like, I'm not familiar Dear with that. Dear Prudence. Yeah, this song sucks. Until Across the Universe came out, and I was like, the song blows. That's when uh, John Bryan started producing, and he put a bunch of unnecessary strings in there. Who's John Bryan? He, I think it's John Bryan. I might have to delete this, because I'm going to look like a fucking idiot. But he's, like, a music producer. You can't delete it. I literally just uh, professed that I only listened to Anthology 2 Part 2. So Dear Prudence. I think we know who the idiot is here. Fair enough. I'm going to look like an idiot by the end of it, I'm sure, but um, should we do some intro? I mean, we don't really need to do an intro to the Beatles. Everybody knows who the Beatles are. It's John Lennon. Do you have... It's it's Paul McCartney. It's Paul McCartney. It's It's George George Harrison. Harrison. It's Ringo Ringo Starr. It's Pete fucking Best. Best. Am I right? The secret fifth Beatle. (laughs) Who's the other secret Beatle Beatle? Like the manager. Rachel Marie Korn. That's actually not my mother's <laughs> middle name, so we're going to need to delete that. It's I, Rachel Miriam Korn. I dox my own mother. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the manager, but they said he's like the real fifth Beatle. <sighs> one minute. Do they have any movies style like like the one that came out about Freddie Mercury? Do the Beatles have it? Like, Is there like a rock opera? Brian Epstein. Oh, okay. The manager. But anyway. Related to Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> Hopefully not. But yeah, there's a... Uh, wait, so is there a, like a rock opera about the Beatles' life? Is there like a movie, like a, a biography style? There's not. There's A Hard Day's Night. Which and is, there's Yesterday. Yeah. But like the Beatles seen. are in A Hard Day's Night. And it's like, hey, we're just uh, we're a popular band and we're running around. It's like half a... Doc- it's like a fictionalized... It's like a documentary, but it's supposed to be fictional, is I it, think. Is it good? I haven't seen it. Also, there's the Yellow Submarine, like... Oh, yeah, I think they made a movie thing. Too. Yeah. There's a few movies. But none of them have, like, the, the th- like authority of the movie starring Rami Malek. Right. I think part of it is that, like, they don't want to license their music. I think that's part of the problem. Do they own their masters? There's no way. I don't even know. Probably not. If Taylor Swift doesn't own her masters, there's no way the Beatles do. It's another Google question. Do the Beatles own their music? Let's see. Sony. Damn, Sony owns the entire Lennon-McCartney catalog. That scans. Dude, that's insane. So they probably don't want to license it. That sucks so much. I have one other thing to say. Yeah. Never mind. I'll tell you later. Okay. It's just another band that I think we should do. What is it? The Clash. Yeah, we should definitely do The Clash. Even though I've listened to The Clash, but I haven't listened to it since I was, like, in high school. I would do, like, a proper listen. But I would definitely do, like, London Calling, like... Yeah, I would love to do that. Also, I would love to do The Smiths, but I listen to them all the time, so it's not fair. We should do The Smiths. I don't know them, like, at all. I know, like, three songs. Let's do The Smiths. Okay, so the album we're doing is Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It was released in 1967. It's the eighth studio album by The Beatles. It spent 27 weeks at number one on the charts. Um, That's, like over half a year yeah that's a really long time right it's crazy yeah i feel like it was like when this came out it was like the most mind-blowing like music project that had ever come out for like a rock album well i'm excited to listen to it but i don't know why really so what's the first song my personal take let's see what is the first song it's the it's uh sergeant pepper's only hearts club i don't 
I won't. I'll refrain my opinions. Okay. Here's my opinion. I don't like this album that much. That's my like when I see like people on Twitter make these like power rankings of Beatles albums, and this is always like. So top. what's your number one Beatles album? My top would be like Rubber Soul and Revolver are like my mm. top. What's the one that has Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? This, this one. one? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Is it? Wait. It does, right? Yeah, it does. Thank God. I mean, they're all good. They're all goat albums. I just think it's funny that we're like. We literally decided we're like, we're going to do albums that neither of us have ever heard before. And then we're like, no, let's do the Beatles. <laughs> like the we next do some fan service. Everybody wants this, but we, you know, we never could do it. And now we can do it. Because we've gotten rid of all rules and all preparation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. And it's a short album. So, and I've only listened to it a, a little bit. But I'm not, I don't remember it. Also, so. it's a pandemic and we live in LA and there are wildfires. So we literally have nothing to do. Exactly. So everybody needs to. It's going to be a nice real. To us about this. It's going to be really contextless too, probably. It's just going to be like raw takes. So yeah. All right, you want to go ahead in? You want to start it start right, it off? Let's hit it. So it's the name of this song is in case you didn't know, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Band. Let's go. <laughs> I don't think I've ever That's listened it. to that song wholly before. That's it, yeah. Damn, it kind of hits, honestly. I don't know. I don't like... Here's the thing. I don't really like... The Beatles get into some weird shit, like what Lennon always roasted Paul McCartney for writing grandma music. And I feel like this falls into that, where he's like, what if there was like a circus and like all this like weird shit? Yeah. Who's singing in this? Paul McCartney? Yeah. Okay. Are you looking at the lyrics? Yeah. I think I know them pretty well. But what's your take? It's like, in my head, I really imagine this song to be, like, not as rocky as it is. Like, when I think about it, it comes off with, like, a pop, like, like an electro-pop overture, like, where it's, like, kind of, like, yeah. like, boppy. And it's, like, it's not. It's not. Well, it's, this, this is, like, barely a song. I feel like this is, like, an intro to the concept album. I guess. Oh, another concept album. Yeah. Oh, Lucy is in the circus? I don't know. To be to be honest, I don't know what the whole concept is, but I feel like they're doing a real meta thing here where they're like, we're at the peak of our popularity. We're going to recast ourselves as like, we're the Lonely Hearts Club band. It's like they're creating distance from their fame. Mm. Mm. So pretty <laughs> meta, pretty ahead of its, you know. I don't know if it's ahead of its time, but it's pretty meta. I guess so. I mean, it's like fine. I mean, it's a, it's a good song. I would say this song is better than every song on the Rush yeah, album. It's better than like, every we're song. We're starting out at, at a much higher level. Exactly. But is it better than all the songs in Graceland? Probably not. No. I do a ranking scale between all the music that we've listened to. I respect from that. Bob's. We need we need to like res- yeah. We need one of those um charts like like mm-hmm. the Power Republicans. Rankings. No, no, no. Oh. Like, you know how there's, like, s- Democratic, cen- Central, like, whatever. We need all like the bands. Like a political alignment Yeah, chart? we need all the bands in that. Yeah, we do. We, that we would do. be really good. You should make that. I want to do it, but it's got to be ongoing, you know? It's got to be, like, if I release one, it'll be outdated immediately, but I want to do it for sure. Damn, okay. So, it, I, I would say it hits. It's a good yeah, start. Yeah, it slaps, for It feels sure. like an intro. Yeah. But I feel like, to their credit, I'm like, it hits pretty good. They got some riffs in there. They got some bits in there. I'm not mad at it. I just, like, truly have somehow never heard it. Absolute. Okay, so what's what's next? All right. Next up is With a Little Help from My Friends. Okay, that was it. What do you think? Yeah, it's good. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty good. Honestly, it comes on and I'm like, oh, God, dude, this song sucks. And then halfway through, I'm like, this song kind of hits, actually. I just can't. Okay. Who's the guy in all Across the Universe? Like the main guy that's like John. Ewan McGregor? No. The main guy. The main guy's not Ewan McGregor. Oh, no, no. I'm thinking of Moulin Rouge. Okay, yeah. Um, not James McAvoy. No. It's that other fucking guy. It's the guy that's in 21. Maybe. I don't know his name. He looks like James McAvoy. Yeah. And he's British. Yeah. In my head, they're interchangeable. <laughs> they look different. Anyways, all I think about this when I hear the song is like the scene in 
across the universe when they're like in the bowling alley. Oh, okay. I like I barely remember that movie. Yeah, this this is like the one. I don't actually know if that's the song they sing there. I hope it is. Or else. It sounds familiar. But, uh, I mean, the song is good. I, I don't feel like like if it comes on at like a coffee shop, I'm like, okay. But if it comes on <laughs> like on the background <laughs> by myself when I'm like trying to listen to music, I'm, I'm like skipping it. Yeah, I'm always I'm always skipping. Absolutely it. not. I think it's like. It's a testament to the Beatles as like a group that they put Ringo on vocals first track into this album. You know? In this song? Yeah. Ringo sings on this. And I think he wrote it too because it's so corny. It's like a third grader wrote it. Which he is, gets high with a little hump from his friends. I, what does that mean too? It's like, are your friends like packing the bowl and lighting it for you? Yeah, they're sharing the, <laughs> they're sharing the spliffs. Okay. They're passing the doobie around. Yeah, they're they're token the ganj together. Yeah, they're blasting six together. <laughs> I'm trying to think of other ways to say we. I know but I, I, I ran can't. out so fast. <sighs> yeah, it's okay. I, honestly, I think it's cool that like even in their shitty songs, they're really good at like melodies. It's really fucking catchy. Even it's though it's so catchy, it's stuck in my head now. I forget the song I just listened to. Yeah, it's like my mind is Ooh, wiped. You should start listening to the Beatles when you get all those stupid TikTok shit stuck in your head. I should. It's like a palate cleanser. So you can stop annoying the crap. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, even two songs into this, I'm like. I feel like I'm over the Beatles, but it really does make you happy. It cheers you up a lot. What's what's next on the on the lineup? It's your it's your jam. Do we need to discuss like anything that's happening in it? It's like there's nothing like really going on. Not right? really. No. There's no lyrical analysis. No literary. I mean, each criticism. one of these songs could be like you could go way deeper. I think, but I feel like so far we're in shallow water. You and I are like this. The, the actual album. Okay, cool. But not not but now, next. I feel like Lucy is like where we're starting to get into, okay, how do we interpret? All right, I'm ready. Maybe I'll pull out the dance that I used to do when I was like eight to the song. Hell yeah. Okay. It's all right. It's track three. It's Lucy time. Lucy in the sky with diamonds. What's the vibe? I mean, I like it. I've always liked it, but I kind of am like, I think it's a little overrated, personally, but I feel like you love it. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel like this is probably like my all-time favorite Beatles song. Yeah. I know that's like pretty cliche, but... I respect that. I, I sometimes, I feel like songs are popular for a reason sometimes, and this... What is, why do you love it so much? I just like that it's like... Like, I feel like you really get the visual. Like, I feel like there's not a lot of songs where it's, like, you really, like, feel that you're, like, actually there. And it's not really about, like, anything other than that. Like, it's definitely, like, a drug song. But it's, like, you don't need it to be about a drug song. It's just, like, yeah, kind of, like, reading, like, the intro paragraph of, like, a fantasy book where they're, like, setting the scene is, like, this song. I'm with, yeah, I like that a lot. You know, it's funny, too, is I think that a bunch of people will probably disagree, but I know there was, like, that whole drug thing, but, like, isn't it actually just about John Lennon's daughter? Like, he was, like... Son. Oh, son, right. Julian? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's, like... Yeah, it's just funny. That I'm well, like, it, I was just reading it, but it's about... His son made a... Like a picture. A drawing, and it was called... He called it Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and then it reminded john lennon of alice in wonderland oh, okay so it's like it definitely has alice in wonderland vibes for sure yeah you clearly can't fault them for like it doing is doing good work on their yeah imagery it's cool that i like like i feel like now you see a lot of like famous people trying to put their kids in their art and like it's not always good this is like a very high watermark for like oh my kid made a picture and i wrote a song about it and it's like yeah. really good yeah it's so cute <laughs> it's really cute the drug layer is there. The instrumentation's really cool. I know. It's really... It's very trippy. Like, the beginning really gets you. It hits. It's spooky a I little. I don't even know, like, what is that instrument? Is it I is think it it's a Mellotron. the frick is a Mellotron? I've never heard that word before. It's like an electronic, like, organ synth type thing. So it's just like a bunch of buttons. Yeah. It's like a robot. <laughs> It's like a robot piano. It's a button. It's a button. It's a, button it's a big button. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Sorry. Um, 
My take on synths is that they're just big buttons. I think this is like an analog synth, though. Like, I don't it's know like, what that means. Where it's like before it was just like a drum machine. It's like you gotta like crank it or some shit. It's like really like. So it's school. like an accordion. Yeah, I think. I don't know. I have no idea, actually. We don't know. Should I Google it? No. Okay. Don't um, correct us. I won't correct I us. Wanna live, I want to live this truth. I want to live in this absence of knowledge. It's really sad that John Lennon was assassinated. I forgot all about that. Yeah, it sucks. Until. It sucks ass. Right now. Like, he was really young, right? He, yeah, I think he was like 40. Okay, that's good. Ish. Just really with I love I'm just spitting out facts that are not true. We have no idea. <laughs> I love I'm just like He wasn't like in his 20s. I'm confident that that that's true. I know that it's like it's been a really long time since John Lennon was assassinated, so it's like it's comfortable to bring this up like everybody knows. Mm. But I still feel like it's like it's a loss. A painful death for people. Yeah. You know. I think like they meant a lot at the time. Like there was a lot of political stuff happening at the time and they were like emblematic of it. So him dying is like a national trauma in some ways. Yeah. Like Almost JFK. Like a, it's like a global trauma, really, because they're not even American. Yeah. Are they like, this is like the most ignorant question ever. Are they like as popular in England as they are here? That's actually a good question. I don't know if that's like, really, I have no idea. If anything, I feel like they're probably more popular in America. Because I feel like... Right? Like, I feel like Americans really claim the Beatles, like, as their own. Yeah, they do. But it's the same with Queen. Queen is also a European band. And The Clash. Yeah. But and, The Clash is, like, I think they're... And pop- The Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> when did they... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, whoever dominates the global economy runs the music industry. So it's, like, talent just gets, like, funneled through the American, like, system. Yeah, you start in England, and then if you're really lucky, you get pulled over to the u.s right like it's really fucked actually even when you think about modern pop acts too like rihanna is like from barbados and that's like she's huge she's like a bit almost a billionaire now probably right and it's like that money's not going back to barbados i would argue that probably a lot of that money is going back to barbados because Rihanna's because of like, her though. yeah not like if she weren't conscious of it it would right have. it's crazy it is and it's like i, I feel like that. really stupid thinking about this for the first time now but it's interesting that, like, there are probably so many bands, like, I mean, there are so many bands that I won't have ever heard of anyways, but there are probably so many, like, bands in other countries that will just never, ever make it into my... <laughs> into my radar at all. Into my radar at all, through no fault of my own. Yeah. But through the global music, music economy. Yeah, for sure. And also probably some fault of my own by not doing any sort of research. But you know about it with, like, a lot of different rap styles. Like, you know a lot of, like... That's why I like rap music. I feel like part of it is, like, they'll they'll sample shit where, like, it's like a contest to see who can find the most obscure, unappreciated band and then flip it into, like, a... Yeah, because sometimes you say words about different rap styles and I'm just, like, never heard <laughs> the term. Like, it's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like... No, I, I've never heard of this thing before. I have literally no idea what you're talking about. Like, if someone put it in front of me, I would not be able to, like, like identify it from is. anything else. I don't know. I just got super into it. Um, what was I going to say about this? Oh, yeah. The other thing I was going to say about the song, though, is I feel like it's, like, the beginning of, the of like, the McCartney... Not the beginning, but McCartney-Lennon, like, tag team, where the verse is, like, one way... And then, like, the chorus is just, like, a huge gear shift. Mm. And they just keep doing that. Okay, who's your favorite beetle um do you have an answer no but i feel like you have to have one right and why i honestly i might say paul mccartney weirdly i feel like people are like oh he's like soft or like the lame one but like i think he's actually really versatile do you remember when he came out that song with kanye it was like yeah. the worst song. dude i like that song <laughs> I mean, respect to Paul McCartney, though. He's like, he's still releasing music with Kanye West. Yeah, he's absolutely... Like, he's, he's relevant. He's staying relevant. Yeah. I'm like... I mean, to be fair, though, I guess Lennon would have been relevant if he were alive. Yeah. Is Ringo alive? Ringo's alive. But George Harrison has died. George Harrison died. Is died, is what I just said. <laughs> George Harrison has died. Because he had, like, cancer or something. Yeah. Who's your fave? I'll be honest, I don't care. Honestly, you know what I think? I feel like that the for the Beatle, your Beatles pick, it maps onto like your your Hogwarts house. Mine personally? In a weird way. Or just like everyone's. And just in general, loosely. I've never tried this, but I feel like John Lennon is kind of like, actually, no, it doesn't map exactly. 
Well, obviously Ringo's Hufflepuff. Yeah, Ringo's Hufflepuff. George Harrison. Ravenclaw. No. Don't you think? No. He's the one where, like, the people that say Harrison's their favorite are, like, brainy. They want to be, like, different. They don't want, they want to vote third party. They don't want Lennon or McCartney. Why would you even joke about third party voting here? (laughs) (laughs) That's what it means, though. And then McCartney is, like, the most mainstream basic pick. So they're Gryffindor. Yeah. So Lennon is... Lennon is, like, Slytherin. I would argue the opposite. I would say Lennon is a more popular choice than McCartney. But McCartney is not a Slytherin. Wait, Lennon's not a Slytherin? I mean, he's the he's the one with the most tortured darkness of the. Oh band. no no! I mean, McCartney's not a Slytherin, but right. Lennon is more popular than McCartney, in my opinion. Yeah. But that might have to do with some of like the notoriety. Yeah, I think it has to do with like, oh, he's the edgier pick, so people are like, I got to be edgy, I got to pick Lennon. He didn't live long enough to like J.K. Rowling himself, you know. <laughs> yeah, but he absolutely would have. I agree with that hundred percent. Even people on Twitter now are like. Oh, you guys, <laughs> it's like, oh, you stand John Lennon, who, like, was an abuser and stuff, which he was. But, oh, like, yeah, yeah. But it's like, dude, it's like 50-year-old beef that you're relitigating now. 60-year-old beef. So we're saying John Lennon, Slytherin, <laughs> McCartney, Gryffindor, Harrison, Ravenclaw, and Ringo Starr, Hufflepuff? It's pretty good, honestly. What's Pete? Pete is, like... He's a... He's a... Bobaton. <laughs> he's, um, he's a squib. Yeah, he's a squib. Is that the right word? Yeah. Where they're, like, non-magical. I don't think squib is the right word. A squib is, like, in a gun, in a prop gun. But I think it's, I think it's the same. It's close to that, but I don't think it's the right word. I think I did what I always do where I, like, combine words together. You're a squib. I think you're, I think you're right. This is so unrelated. Yeah, squib. Oh, nice. I did it. I have to see. Okay. Okay, so we like the song. What's the next song? It's good. All right, next, now we're getting into the more hits, actually. I know this song, Getting Better. All right, yeah, the next song is Getting Better. Mm. All right, that was Getting Better. What do you think? I feel like we're really getting to, like, some meat here with this song. Yeah, we're getting more into the real stuff now, the content. This is not really, like, um, within the theme of the album. No, it's It's kind not. of just, like, its own its own thing. It's a Lucy, if you will. Like a loose. Like so, a loosey-goosey? Like, yeah, like a loose track. Like a Lucy. You never heard this? No. Never mind. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know why I try to <laughs> yeah, <you> should <laughs> make know, references. You should know better by now. You're right. Okay. My charm is that I don't understand anything. Yep. Okay. Um, here's what I have to say. These lyrics are just so bad. Me used to be angry young man. Me hiding me head in the sand (laughs) is like a couplet in there. Yeah, that is absurd. I've never, (laughs) I didn't know he said, is that actually right? I thought he said I used to. I'm on genius. Damn. Okay. It's like that weird British Liverpool slang. Yes, exactly. Okay. Like it's okay. I get it. It's good they're, like, becoming better people. I think That's this, important. This song is kind of weird. It's kind of dark because it's, like, straight up John Lennon just admitting to wife-beating in this song. I never noticed that before. Mm-hmm. But I think I think the original story behind this was that, like, it was mostly a Paul McCartney thing. And it was just him being optimistic and happy. And John Lennon was like, we need to add some teeth to this song because it's corny otherwise. So that's why he added in all these, like, it's getting better. It can't get no worse. Like, ironic so i think john lennon maybe it wasn't known that he was hitting his girlfriends at this point he just put that in as like tearing paul down maybe i don't know that's totally speculation still being an abusive piece of shit where he's like oh it's better now but like really he has anger issues (laughs) maybe he's like asking for help in the song yeah i think that is kind of what it is like him just being like yeah but i'm i'm changing my mood now so it's okay i think it's like him making a joke about paul mccartney being a corny yeah optimist hopefully I mean, I think by the end of his life, he changed, maybe. But, yeah, pretty fucked. I like it, though. It's good. It's catchy. It's good. Catchy. So far, four, they're pretty much four for four in my Yeah, in my it's book. an absolute... It's a slap. Like, the whole Wall-to-wall slappers so far. Yeah, I agree 100%. I'm with you. Now we're getting into the weirder ones. What's next? What's up? All right, so the next song is Fixing a Hole. I don't think I've ever heard this song. Yeah, this is one of the deeper cuts. All right, here we go. It's not on Anthology 2 Part 2. Exactly. 
Okay then. Hey. Hey. Fixing a hole. From what? Keeping my mind from wandering. That's pretty good, actually. I, I like that more than I remember liking it. That's pretty dope. I mean, okay, so I did look up some analysis. Did you too? I knew. So it's I did, but I I had thought that the fixing a hole thing was a heroin reference. But it's not. But it's not. It's I a always pot th- reference. Right. <laughs> Which is funny. I didn't know that. I just was like, oh, he's got anxiety, you know? He's, he's you know, people like knit or like, you know, I was like, yeah. I got it. He's getting hobbies. <laughs> yeah. It was like, seems like he's getting some really healthy coping mechanisms. And then it was. Yeah, this song actually really hits different right now in COVID quarantine right. lockdown because I'm like. I get it. It's like you really got to make a project out of things to stop everything else from taking over your mind. Especially if, like, he's got fans camped out outside his house all the time. Like, he's living this, like, really... It's like, oh, I'm going to fix a Hyper... Hyper... Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a very, like, Paul McCartney approach to dealing with pressure, too. It's very, like, silly. Just smoking a little bit of weed. I'm going to get high and fix a hole in my roof. Yeah. Maybe. Which sounds actually really fun to me now. Yeah, I feel like us recording this podcast is We're fixing, fixing a, a hole. hole in essence. <laughs> fixing a hole in in our psyches. In our psyches, pretty good. Hey, <laughs> hey, dude, five for five. I think. I feel like this album is going like slower than I thought, to be honest. Yeah, we're talking a lot. We're 30 minutes of talking. Okay. About like 10 minutes of music. Cool. There's a lot to talk about. Should we just keep ripping through? Yeah, let's, let's rip, roll, and prosper. It slaps. I'm shocked that that slaps as hard as it did. It does. It really it really filled me up. I felt good. Like, I was like, I'm I'm with you. I absolutely am with you. I've got, I got you, bro. What's next? All right, the next one is She's Leaving Home. Wow, I know that song, but I didn't remember it very well. Yeah. What's your take? I mean, it was pretty sad. It's really sad, yeah. But it's okay, because in real life, the person comes back. The Daily Mail thing? I'm looking at rollingstone.com. Oh, I was on Genius. I was on Genius too. But then I went to Rolling Stone to look up so, Melanie Co. So it's like a real teenage runaway and the parents are sad and they wrote an article about it and then she came home. Yeah. Two weeks later. Dude, this kinda hits. Damn, this really hits harder than I thought it was gonna hit. Oh yeah? Tell me tell me more. I think like Tell me more. You know, I think I don't know. When I first heard it, I think I was like a teenager. So I didn't really like understand even what it was about. I was like, what are they talking about? But I didn't like the chorus being like the narrative of what she's actually doing. And then like the parents like Mm -hmm. making themselves the victim. But it's like, it's, I don't know. I'm sure I feel like at the time there were a lot of like runaways. There was like a big counterculture and like a lot of people were going to cities and getting into drugs and stuff. Yeah, for sure. And, like, they probably felt really oppressed by living at home or, like, not allowed to be creative. Yeah, it's funny because it's, like, I was looking at the analysis on Genius, too, and the the analysis is, like, so anti the parents becoming, like, the victims there. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, like, I I kind of don't agree. I think it's pretty sympathetic to the parents. Yeah, I'm, like, I feel like, yeah, that would fucking suck if your child ran away and didn't. Yeah, like, the main point, the main perspective of the song is from the parents who are upset that they failed their child right but the analysis was i was like is this what it's saying (laughs) people on genius don't know what the hell they're talking about how do you get on genius like open source wikipedia stuff yeah so i can just start writing my interpretations yeah you don't have a genius page do you yeah i've written so many song annotations on genius Wait. So many. <laughs> I'm gonna need to see that account. I am. I don't absent. know if I can tell you. I don't know if I can reveal my username. I is it exactly? No, I purposely changed it because I was like, I don't want anyone like chasing me back. You're really this. not gonna show me, and I'm so curious. Maybe I'll show you. I don't know. I've written a lot of annotations on rap lyrics. Are you still doing it? Not no. I, I pretty much stopped for a minute before Genius got like bought and just turned into Genius. It was just Rap Genius. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, and I was, like, on there at that period, but then I stopped. In fact, you know, part of the reason why I stopped 
that guy Kool Aid and Dust Racist, who I just bought that book from, he had a line in one of the songs that was set, that said like, "Rap genius is white devil sophistry," and it just really hurt me so deeply that I was like, I should stop going on here. You're like, it's me. Like, wow, accurate. Okay, wow, yeah, but this song slaps. Pretty I mean, good. We're six out of six right now. Six out of six. Everybody's right. This album does hit. This album hits. What's next? All right, the next song is "Being for the Benefit of Mr. Kite." It really ends abruptly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You now I was I was ready for a couple more verses. I was vibing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the song is the song hits. It really should not hit at all. And it hits really hard. They're back on theme with this song. Like, I know. I respect it. I wonder how this worked on vinyl. Because I feel like in the beginning, the first half of the album, you've got that first cut where it's like, this is a performance. We're a band. It's a band of a band. And then like they gradually get more and more like deep and real and heavy. And then it's like side two, they start over. Like, oh, we're just a carnival band. And then it kind of goes the same way in half two. Because the last song on this album is like insanely heavy too. What song is it? A Day in the Life. Oh, I love that song. So it's like, I wonder if that if they did that on purpose just because of the thing. But you know what I didn't realize? I thought it was just funny, like, they made up the lyrics and it was about a circus, but it's like they literally read a circus ad and, like, just made it rhyme. Literally. That's incredible. I got it really handed to them on their, like, absolute... You don't have that many songs nowadays that are just, like, absolutely about gibberish. And, and I, I miss it. I feel like it's good shit. Like, it's like, why aren't people making songs like this more? I don't need I anything about, like, your love. Like, literally go to a lake, describe to me the lake, and put it to a guitar. Yeah. And I'm happy. I know. I, I really respect the uh, their abstraction, you know? It's very abstract, but it's like, they, they carry it with the music, though. It's not just corny. Like, oh, it's yeah. Funny. So what is that, like, what is that music? What is that instrument that's like... The, you know what I'm talking about. I don't even know, to be honest. I feel like there's so many instruments in this. It sounds like an accordion, but I don't actually know what an accordion sounds like. I think but there in is. In my head, it sounds like what an accordion sounds like. I think there's an accordion in it, and there's like... I don't know what else there is. There's a lot. I feel like George Harrison added some some like weird Indian instrumentation in there to like just fill it out. Oh. The Ravenclaw. The Ravenclaw. Pretentious. Yeah, he put his twist on it. God, it's great. I yeah, this is an incredible song. So what's his name? Hates his song? Phil, yeah. Why? <laughs> well, I mean, I kind of just like Stockholmed him into loving it. Because like we, we were listening to a little bit of classic rock and like older music and stuff. And I was like, oh, I'm starting to really like the Beatles. And like this song would come on. And he was just like, what the hell are you listening to? <laughs> and so as soon as I realized he didn't like it, I put it on all the time. You went all in. And then eventually he started liking it. He started doing this weird dance to it. And it was, it was funny. All right. What's next? Up next is Within You, Without You. Seven for seven so far, I'm going to say. I feel like this is going to be the downfall. I think this one is. This is where we George Harrison takes the wheel. I think it's weird. Ugh, Georgie boy. All right, let's Georgie see. Georgie boy. Georgie. All right. Okay. So you said you love love this song. I did love it when I first heard it. I feel like it's lost a little bit for me now. I don't like it. No? This song does not hit for me. It's a bit long. I just like, I don't, it seems like kind of hokey to me. It is. It really is a little bit, it's a little less finessed than some of the other ones. He's like trying really hard, I feel like, in this like thing to create like a, a vibe and i don't think it like i, just I don't think the follow-through is there it kind of jar- is jarring yeah. i think on this album um, i don't know i don't like have that much to say about it like i looked at the lyrics and i'm like i think the message is is really good yeah and pretty profound like the lyrics are pretty good it's just like okay he over he over instrumented it in my opinion honestly though i don't think it's like he ri- i mean if you were listening to just like I- traditional indian music this wouldn't be like over instrumented just on this album it's like what are you doing i agree with you i just also feel like if i were listening to tra- traditional indian music like they would have done like a 
better job than him. Yeah, maybe. I just feel like it's kind of, like, annoying for him to be like, let me incorporate all these sounds from, like, Indian music and then take a lot of, like, Eastern religious values and, like... I feel like this just doesn't... It's different in 2020, though. I'm like, when I lived in Michigan and I didn't move... I wasn't living in California, the song hit way different. Because it's like, I didn't know any weirdo crystal people. I didn't know any chakra people. So I was like, whoa, this is really profound. But now it's like, this is played out. In 2020, it's pretty Now you're out. like, everybody's fucking gentrifying Eastern yeah. religions. And I didn't realize this, but apparently this song, it was literally... Like, George Harrison, <laughs> notoriously for like a lot of his career with the Beatles, would only get like one track off per album or whatever and so like this is his one track so i'm sure he was just like let me let me hit it all let me get it all right. in no for sure they were like okay george you can have <laughs> you, you can have one your, you want to get in your indian bag for a second yeah, do it it's okay we'll put it out as like in the later half <laughs> it'll be like on a b-side yeah they're like here we go we'll put ringo first <laughs> fucking song but george you george. you get third quarter you know yeah exactly i like it for what it is it's not my favorite one there's another one they do about, like, Hinduism and dying, and there's, like, a sitar in it that I like better than this. I can't remember the name. It's on Revolver. But this is okay. I like it. It's a, it's a false step, though, a little bit. It doesn't, like... They're really gonna come after for the benefit of Mr. Kite with Yeah, you fucked this? up the vibe. Like, are you kidding me? You just brought me one of, like... You just brought me a showstopper. Like, I'm in your fucking... I'm at your circus. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm there. I'm watching the horse dance the waltz. And then yeah. you bring me here where I'm supposed to have some introspection. And then you're like, I'm you're trying to die. be at a show. Yeah, I'm trying to stay at the circus. Yeah. I don't want to go to, like, Hindu death. Realm. I'm not ready for that. <sighs> yeah. Good song, in my opinion. But, yeah, maybe not right here. Yeah. All right. Okay. What's... False step. All right. So... What's next? When I'm 64... Okay, wow. wow, all right. I mean, I, I kind of like it. Though. I kind of like it too, actually. I like it's like, like it's got like just like a little, little. It's really wholesome. It's got like such a saturated vibe somehow. I feel like you could. It's, it'd be hard to make this song today. Yeah, because everyone's so ironic. Everyone's so ironic and cynical. Yeah. I didn't know this either, but he wrote this when he was 16, which really adds another layer to it. It's like you're thinking about the end of your life being married with grandkids. At 64. That's kind of cute. And sad. It's sad. I think it's ironic, too, now that like he is much older than 64. <laughs> Paul McCartney. Yeah. And still making music. That's true, but John Lennon isn't. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cutie pie song. I I liked it. I also never realized this, but coming in the sequence where it does, it actually makes more... It hits harder in this exact sequence than it does as a single. Because it's like, George Harrison's like, just think about how your identity is an illusion and you're going to die. And then Paul McCartney's like, let me let me get us back on track with this yeah, cheerful song. Yeah, let me get in here. You can be old, but you can still... You, <laughs> you can still have fun yeah, when you're old. You can have a family. Do, 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 do. Yeah, like, it's going to be cute. We'll get, we'll get a little cottage on the lake. Yeah, I mean, he's always trying to... He's keeping the band together. He's trying to keep the band together. Yeah, he's really, like, the peacemaker. Like, if he's an Enneagram, it's like a three. Yeah. I don't know what a three I don't is. <laughs> You just pick a random number. I just know it's on a six. Dude, you know what I was thinking, too, in that the reason I started laughing while we were listening to that is, okay, political positions. McCartney, Republican. Lenin, leftist. Chapo. Chapo. Chapo, yeah. Dirtbag leftist. Uh, Harrison, Green Party. <laughs> um, and Ringo is like a libertarian. <laughs> I don't know where Ringo falls. He's the weak link here. I'm going to need some more... I'm going to need some extrapolation on all of these. Yeah. I don't know if I you don't I'm with you. implicitly agree with me on this. I don't implicitly agree I with I just you. feel like McCartney, all of his songs are so conservative values. It's always like, oh, I can't wait to get old and have a family and like a house and a car. Like, it's very like, and he's sympathetic to like the parents where like my hippie daughter's running away. Like, he's very like conservative. So he could also be a central Democrat then too. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that's true. Because they're the same. Yeah, I mean, he's not, like, a, a bad person. He's just not a leftist. Right. I feel like this whole argument you made is, like, about the fact that, like, McCartney is not a leftist. He's not. He's definitely not. No, but I, the reason I say he's that is because it's, like, uncool to be that. Do you think he, like, 
put a Black Lives Matter post up on Insta? I don't know. Let's I mean, is that a measure of anything substantial? No, but if, but if you don't have it, it really shows. Interesting. Okay, maybe. Let's take a look. I bet he does have a very active Instagram. Yep. Oh, he's got that. He put John Lewis up. Respect. Okay. Oh, yeah, he did. Paul and the team at MPL will observe Blackout Tuesday on Tuesday, 2nd of June. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. The show must be... Who is doing his fucking Instagram? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. So I guess... So McCartney's like a centrist Democrat. He has information about Black Lives Matter. Can't... I mean, Campaign Zero, which we don't like. Lenin is like... Lenin's like a tanky. I just don't think Lenin is. Because I feel like he's like... He went from being a tanky to being, like, an anarchist. I just don't even think that's, like... Is that true? I feel like you're just... No, I'm... I feel like you're really putting a narrative on him. No, I'm not. I mean, he did the whole, like, you know, bed piece thing. I don't know what that means. Like, him and Yoko Ono were like, oh, we're not leaving our apartment until, like, all imperialism is over, and we're just gonna, like, make love and not war. Like, that was, like, his whole, like... That was his political statement? It was, like, extreme, like hippie anarchism he's like here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna fuck my girlfriend (laughs) i'm not gonna make music i'm not gonna donate my money until imperialism is over and you guys want imperialism to end so badly and yet you won't bang your girlfriend all day long yeah you idiots yeah i don't know where ringo falls on this ringo just he's extra i mean ringo was on the simpsons (laughs) yeah you're right that was my ace in the hole that Ringo on, I don't did even a remember. cameo on The Simpsons. Okay. That's what I know about Ringo. I'm going to laugh so hard if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, like he was seems, not. I'm it just... seems extremely likely that I'm wrong about this. He could be. I don't know. What's the next song? All right. The next song is Lovely Rita. All right. Here we go. Lovely Rita. Meter maid. She's a meter maid. This, this is kind of shit tier for me. Yeah, this is it shit tier. It's just McCartney being an idiot. So it's like he thinks that meter maid is sexy? That's like the whole thing, right? Like, I'm not... Yeah, there's nothing I'm to not it. missing something. Like, he's just, like, accosting a city employee. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess so. Right? Like, he's sexually harassing someone who's working? I mean, it's a fantasy. But, yes. I don't think he actually accosted a meter maid. The story, apparently, is that he got ticketed by a meter maid in front of Abbey Road Studios. And, like, <laughs> this is so absurd. Her name was actually Meta Davies. And then he wrote a song about her. And when asked about why he called her Rita, McCartney responded, Well, she looked like a Rita to me. How did he even get her name? He must have accosted her. He must have talked to her while he was getting the ticket, yeah. Exactly. Harassing. I mean, she's essentially a cop, right? A meter maid? I mean, even if someone's a cop doesn't mean they get to be sexually harassed. I don't think he sexually harassed her. Where are you getting sexual harassment here? I mean, I feel like the whole vibe is like... I mean, May somebody... I inquire discreetly, when are you free to take some tea with me, lovely Rita maid? I mean, he asked her out on a date. I feel like that's allowed. It's not allowed if someone's, like, working. She's ticketing him. She's a police officer. I don't understand the argument that you're I making. Just, I just feel like if, if the... I mean, is the argument you can't make any non-professional approach in that context when, like, someone's working for the city? Not just, like, the city, but, like, the power structure is, like... But the power's on her side. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but except for the fact that he's Paul McCartney. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's and pretty also, weird. I I wouldn't necessarily equate like a person that does parking tickets to LAPD. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking in America, if someone's giving you a ticket, they have like a gun. I don't think that they're not in. The, but not really. Like the people that do like the parking that like give you tickets if you leave your car, they're just like in their tiny little Priuses. Like yeah, but they're cops. Are they? They're cops. People that give parking tickets are cops. People that give parking speeding tickets are cops. Let's see. People Maybe I'm give, wrong. Like tickets for like not. I mean, I don't think any ticketing is right. Let's not like. Yeah. Let's not like go overboard here. I just think like the power structure of him being Paul McCartney and her being like yeah. a, a ticket person. 
Right. For the city. I mean, I feel like in reality, McCartney was probably married when this was happening. Right? I don't know if he was, but he's been married. Okay, but so you're saying that your average Joe listens to this song and is like, oh, Paul McCartney can hit on the <laughs> person giving me tickets. I guess I can too. I guess. I just feel like this is a big reach. He's like, oh, I have a crush on a meter maid. And you're being like, oh, he accosted a meter maid. And he did. I'm not saying, okay, I said accosted. And maybe that's like, maybe I was speaking too. But I feel like the idea of like women get hit on in professional settings all the time. Like, I don't think it's like necessarily funny to make like a, yeah. a fantasy joke about it, even if they are LA. PD. It's funny that we keep on saying LAPD. <laughs> yeah, it's like all I'm thinking <laughs> all about. All cops are LAPD. All co- yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's like... Yeah, it's true. It is kind of just like a, f- a weird fantasy. It's like, it's also... To me, it's like not even sexual, though. It's like very weirdly asexual. But fair enough. I mean, don't accost your meter maids. I'm not suggesting you accost your meter maids. I'm just saying, like, if someone's working, you shouldn't hit on them. Yeah. That's my general. It's happened to everyone. Yeah. Most people. For sure. And it sucks. For sure, I because, with that. Because, like, for example, if um, he was accosting her or whatever, uh-huh. and he... I mean, I don't know, because this is, like... But, like, in a typical work situation, if someone is hitting on you at work, and there, you have to still, like, be nice to them, and you're not allowed to, like, do yeah. anything about it. Yeah, but, I mean, basically, we're saying rule of thumb, don't do it. But, like, surely you're not saying all circumstances when a person is working, you can't flirt with them. Tell me a situation when you can. Okay, here's a situation when you can. Um, You, the person working is, it's not even about power. It's literally up to the person working whether it's okay or not. It's like, if a person flirts with you and they like you, then it's okay. If it's not, then it's not okay. That's, like, the only reason it, that's the only rule. But by rule of thumb is don't do it because they'll probably be uncomfortable. Yeah, but in this situation, is he's not like Rita came up to me and like right, yeah, started chatting me up. Right, yeah. In this situation, he's like turned on that he's getting a ticket. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and that's weird for sure. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, if it's like a mutual. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely, Rita. I never thought about it from this angle at all. But yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, because you're a man. Yeah. And you don't have to worry about being hit on at work. Sure I do. I've been a barista before. It gets fucking weird, dude. <laughs> Men and women, older, come in. It gets really weird. But then when somebody cute comes in and they flirt with you, it's dope and you love it. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you did. Okay, come on. <laughs> come on. Okay. But I don't know. This song, not that good, though. No, it sucks. Bottom line. It sucks and I don't like the messaging. Yeah, for sure. You know, if you really want to hit on someone at work, I feel like you subtly leave your number and then you exit. You know, you don't. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't come on that hard. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. You're like, circumstances are that I met you while you're at work and that sucks, but. But here's my number. Here's my number. Goodbye. All right. What's next? Lovely Rita. Pretty trash. All right. Next song is Good Morning. Good Morning. Okie dokie, good morning, good morning. What's your take? I mean, I like it. I know that you don't like it, right? It's okay. I kind of just don't really... I don't really, like, get the purpose at this point in the album, I guess. It doesn't really fit with the album, for sure, but I like it as a song. I feel like it's, like, really interesting. It's definitely interesting. Yeah, I feel like on its own, it's a good it's a good song. I'm just like, the stakes are so high by this point, you know? And we know what's coming next. Right. I like that they're... I didn't realize they sing in German at the end. Yeah. And did you know it was inspired by a Kellogg's commercial? No, I didn't know that. The but- Good Morning was a jingle from Kellogg's. Oh, really? That's hilarious. I didn't realize, but did you know that, like, at the beginning of their career, when they were, like, a bar band, they were, like, performing a lot in Germany to try to get, like, some buzz going? Mm. So there's, like, German versions of, like, come give me, like, uh, I want to hold your hand. Cool. And, like, they're catchy as hell, too. They hit. Did you listen to them in Germany? No. It was only after, like, in college that I found out that that was even a thing, but... 
I I really like this song. I feel like this song is like pretty good. To be honest, I think it's like probably within my top third of songs in the album. Wow. Okay. I know it's like okay spicy. Controversial. No, I think if this was like the beginning of any other album, I'd be like, oh, that song's dope. I don't like the animal so- sounds. That part I don't like, but I like that it like doesn't make logical sense. Like there's, it's not like a very much like here's a verse, here's a chorus. It's like it's just like oh, I'm busy, I'm running around. It's like it makes no, I I can't follow, but I like that. Agreed. All right. Are we on to the finale? We're almost there, and there's another interlude here. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band reprise. reprise. We have to listen to that? It's like a minute. I don't know if we have to talk about it. We probably don't, (laughs) but here we go. That's what it is. All right. Here it goes. Okay, that was that. It is reprise. It's reprise. Lily's right. According to grammarphobia. Can I see? Um, reprise. What? Nice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is just like a faster version of the intro. It hits a little better than the intro to me, but there's not much to say about it. It's the exact same song. It's the same song, and I want to clarify that I only know how to pronounce reprise because of musicals. Nice. Because there's a lot of reprises. I do like that they bring this back where it's like, just to remind you, the album's almost over. Like, why did they, they literally say that? It's weird. They wanted you to know that the show's almost over, right? Yeah. It's like, you're about it's to. Kind of, it's kind of ingenious. It's like critic proof. It's like, it's if like, you didn't like these albums, just remember, this is the Sgt. Pepper's band. It's not the Beatles. It's like, finish your popcorn, because <laughs> yeah. you can't take it with you. Yeah, it's like a last call. Yeah. It's exactly. really taking it back to their bar band roots here. They understand. They understand their audience. They do. All right. And then they, they, they really saved the best for the finale. You know, they were ready. They they did. They structured this like a, an opera. This is a chef's kiss shru- structure. All right. The last, All right. the last song is A Day in the Life. I've never heard the ending of that. Yeah, the ending's really weird and creepy. Wow. So? Pretty, I mean, it's a goat. It's a goat ending. It's a great song. It's great. I didn't, I was like researching about it more than I ever had. I didn't know it was actually like about a person. I didn't either. Is it about one person? The assumption is that John Lennon wrote it about one person, Tara Byrne or something. Okay. Who was the heir to the Guinness throne. Oh, okay. Who died in a car crash. Oh, okay. But he did not die by suicide. He just started in a car crash. Tara? It's a guy or a girl? Guy, I think. Okay. It made it seem very masculine, the rest of the... Yeah, that's true. The writing. Yeah, that's true, actually. Damn. Yeah, I don't really... I've, this song has always been really disturbing to me, but really, like... Yeah, it's like, really brings into, like, the first set of lyrics whatever the first verse that's what it said of yeah is like really like okay this is what happens when you die it really doesn't matter that much and you're kind of a spectacle and then it's like and this is what your life is you wake up you get out, out of bed and then you go to fucking you go schools to work. work like right it's like your life means nothing and we're trying to put that into perspective for you and then it's like another cycle yeah and then the show's over so go home and go back to your fucking stupid life yeah damn it's really heavy but yeah you're right you know it's a capitalism there they're making an argument against capitalism they're making points which is interesting because like rich people really don't function within that same 40 hour work yeah they don't week points were made like it's like i'm glad you like understand it but like i feel like you don't really live it yeah i feel like too honestly it's funny that on in like a movie they say that like the midpoint should restate it should state the themes of the ending ahead of time and like a good well-structured movie and it does Mm -hmm. because you've got that crazy ass george harrison song same themes this is just pulls that off better wow you're right you know what i mean it's the exact same thing where it's like life is going to continue without you your ego is like an illusion blah 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 blah. here's my theory i've never seen this movie i don't know if my theory is right this whole album is like correlated to the movie how i won the war 
What movie is that? That's a movie? That John Lennon was in. It's referenced in the song. Oh, okay. Damn, I didn't, I never caught that. I mean, I was just reading the analysis when it. Do you think that line where he says, the English army just won the war is a reference to him being in the movie, How I Won And then the war? I had to read, but I had to look, having read the book, is like, there's oh, a book. Okay. Did you not, like, click on the thing? I didn't, no, I've just heard the song so many times <laughs> that I didn't read through that part. I also think it's really funny that, like, this isn't the first time that they were reading the Daily Mail, which is, like, a hyper-conservative <laughs> paper, and they're, like, reworking it into the That's shitty... True. It's, like, really funny that they're doing that. Wait, so what do you think about my movie to album correlation? Should we watch the movie? We should watch the movie, because I just don't know anything about the movie. I don't know either. But I like your theory. Weigh in in the comments, am I stupid? Have you seen How I Won the War? from 1960 whatever it was can i get it on netflix we can definitely buy it or rent it no way damn dude that song's a goat though yeah it's really that song's the goat this album kind of is the goat it's funny because now we kind of have to listen to revolver we gotta listen to more beatles albums yeah i'm like we gotta listen to that yeah now i'm gonna be like oh revolver sucks sergeant peppers is better you're finally going to agree with the masses. I'm going to finally see the light on this. Everybody's gotten you to change their your tune. That's right. How I Won the War. Is this really what John Lennon looks like? Yeah. That's John Lennon? Yeah, that's him. We should watch that. I bet it's good. It's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and the entire, every teenage girl ever <laughs> agree. I figured it out. <laughs> I, guess I, I guess I really learned. Um, what was I going to say, though? Yeah, what do you what do you rate this album out of ten? It's really good. It's, it's really fucking, fucking good. good. Yeah, it's like above a nine. I feel like I I don't know. I'm like the weak parts for me. It's like Good Morning Rita is a little weak. These two are a little weak. Rita is definitely weak for me for sure. But like the highs are so high that I'm like <sighs> the whole first half is like there's no misses. Yeah, it's just like a question of like. Maybe because I know so many of the songs, it doesn't, like, hit the same. But I feel like listening to, like, I feel like Neil Young had, like, I was like, this shit is good. Like, this is new. (laughs) Right. This is, like, a 10 for me, you know? Like, I'm listening. I'm like, this is all. But weren't there songs on it that you were like, this sucks? Only the maid one. Which one? A Man Loves a Maid. That song sucks. Everything else you thought was was good? Yeah, I like the whole album. Nice. I listen to it all the time. I'm a big fan, too. Okay, so it's lower for you. It's like the thing is, like every song hits individually, but I don't think it hits like as an album. That no, just it doesn't hit that high. Like all the songs are really good, but they don't leave me like. So it's le- you're almost saying it's less than the sum of its parts. Kinda, I would still give it like an eight or something. It's very good for sure. I hear that. Honestly, before th- before listening just now, I would have given this like a seven. Yeah. Being generous. But now that I've just heard it, I'm like, wow, that actually hit pretty harder than I thought. Listening to other people's albums and realizing how bad they are, like, really puts it in perspective. <laughs> yeah. But is this, would I say that this album is as good as Folklore by Taylor Swift? No. That's an interesting comparison. <laughs> I mean, would I say it's better? Yes, definitely. But I don't know, though. It is good. Folklore is good, though. I'm not shitting on Folklore. This is also an album. I'm never going to put this on. I never really put this on. It, that's what I'm like. But it's like, it does hit. If someone puts it on, it hits. It hits, but I'm never making that choice. Like, why am I not making the choice? I think partly because, like, the message is dated, personally. I don't think I'm listening to a lot of music for their messaging. I feel like I'm listening to a lot of music, like, for a therapeutic reason. I'm like, is this going to, like, soothe me today, the problems I'm dealing with today? Mm. And this is, like, so old now that it's, like... maybe. For me. Weigh in. Folks, please weigh in on Everybody your... else weigh in, yeah. I don't know if I have any dad images for this. This is kind of like beyond the beyond that basic joke frame for me. Yeah, it's just Paul McCartney and Yoko in bed until imperialism is over. I'm going to be really sad when the other two Beatles die. That's all I'm going to say. There's yeah. two left, and it's dope. I'm glad that they're, that they're still here. Same. So what's our next album, Caviton? Fuck, I don't know. We didn't pick one last time. Okay. Should we do another Beatles album? Can we stay with this British energy and do The Clash? Absolutely, yeah. I, I love The Clash. we should do London Calling. Let's do it. I love it. I've heard it, but I don't know it that well. I listen to it all the time in high school, but I literally haven't listened to it since. So I'm, like, curious to see what I would feel. Let's do it. Feel. Let's lock it in. Locked in. The next it. album is London Calling by The Clash. I think that's, like, three albums. Like, three. Like, I think it's, like, a lot of music. What, London Calling? Yeah. 
It's pretty long, but it's good. It's uh, it all hits. Alright. Alright, cool. Follow us on Dadbop's Twitter TikTok soon. TikTok. You can follow us now. We just don't have TikToks yet. But we will. But we will. And I tweeted that today. You did? Yeah, now we're committed to it. Um, send us email at Dadbops. dadbops at gmail.com. Send us recommendations for albums that we can do because... Yeah, send us recs because now we can do it. We're doing whatever we want. Aha. 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 Okay. <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.